at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Thank you so much for staying with us. I said to you, we'll get back to that story in Bromfontein. We are going to try and get to our reporter, SABC reporter, Tsepo Pakhani, and uh, we're trying to get to Tsepo. And as you can see, if you are in the vicinity of a television set, it's quite, um, you know, it's quite packed in the vicinity. Lots of reporters, lots of students, so maybe signal is also a problem there. But we do have Captain K Makumela, who is an SAPS, um, from the SAPS Gauteng police spokesperson there. Uh, Captain Makubela, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Captain Makubela? Captain Makubela? Okay, uh, that that line possibly not really working along with us nicely. But what we know at the moment is that there has been a fatality. One person who has died this afternoon after um, police, it's alleged that police fired rubber bullets to disperse the students that were protesting. And um, we are not uh, quite clear at the moment whether that person was um, a student. Uh, the reports coming through are that that person was not a student, but we'll obviously get more clarity uh, as the, sta- the story Develops. But let me try that one more time if Captain Makubele is with us, um, the Gauteng police uh, spokesperson. Are you there, uh, Captain uh, Makubele? Good afternoon. Yeah, and the other line. Good afternoon, Captain Makubele. How are you? All right, and you? I am well. You're on SAFM this afternoon. If you can, please, for us, from what you know, Captain Makubele, what happened this afternoon? How did the, the deceased actually pass away? Uh, well, we can confirm that uh, the police were called in corner uh, Skimmer and Better in Bramfantin where a middle-aged man was found dead. Well, the cause of death at the moment is unknown, but however, we have uh, summoned all the role players, including the IP to uh, investigate the circumstances of the incident. So you are saying the police were called after the person had died? From what you're saying, that's what, that seems to be what you're saying. You're saying the police were all the, only called in after the person had died? Hello? Yes, Captain Makubela, we're right here. I'm asking, from your account, you're saying the police were called in after the person had died. Okay, so... um. I'm not sure what the problem is. I, I think I think Captain Makubela is there. I'm not sure why we aren't able to hear each other. Um, it does seem like there is very little information coming from him. Um, we will try and, by all means, to try and see if we can get as much information as possible. And as I said to you, we're also doing our very best to get our reporter on the ground. Um, there is a student representative who we're also trying to get hold of as well to try and give us their take on what is happening and transpiring at the moment. We're seeing at the moment that there are still Still a lot of people, students still gathering. In fact, I think there is a lot of momentum being gained by the number of people who are gathering now as opposed to earlier on today. And um, what is unclear is where they are going. There is a movement at the moment. They are walking somewhere. We'll get that information as soon as possible. We have Captain Makubele back on the line. Captain, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. I'm asking whether you are saying that the police only arrived on the scene after the the, the person had died. Police were called where the person was found lying down in Skimmer and Better Street uh, in Bromfontein. And uh, we are investigating the circumstances of the incident.
and uh, we have called all the role players to be on the scene, uh, including the IP, uh, so that they can uh, we can determine as to what actually happened. Were there no police officers on the scene before the deceased was found on the ground? That's what I'm asking you. Police have been in uh, the uh, in the in the area of the protest where they have been uh, deployed to maintain law and order, and uh, we uh, were called after that they were uh, there was somebody who was uh, found uh, lying down in Skinner uh, Street. Captain Makubela, uh, the, the details you're giving me are, are quite sketchy. From your account, what can you tell me? Um, I don't know when you say uh, the, the information I'm giving you is sketchy. It's sketchy, and, and I'll also, tell you why I'm saying that. I'm, t- I'm saying it's sketchy because you are saying there were you were called once the deceased was on the ground, and I'm mm. saying... Were there no police at all who witnessed what happened there? And you're not answering that question. Instead, you're telling me that there were some police in and around the vicinity. But I'm specifically asking about in the vicinity of the incident and where the incident happened. Do you know if there were any police at that point? You see, that's why the police and the, the other role players are called to the scene. We are, we are there to investigate the scene of crime to determine the cause of death and whoever was near there, it will be investigated as to who was near the disease and what happened. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm asking you is that what else can you tell us about the incident this afternoon? Uh, well, we can tell you that uh, the, the incident uh, report will be or the statement will be issued later after the preliminary investigation is being finalized. Uh, it will it will be either the uh, IP or the SAPS. But at the moment, we are all at the scene and trying to determine as to what happened. And are you currently at the scene? Yes, the police are at the scene. As we speak, I'm asking if you are there, are you able to see what is happening at the moment there? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, at, not. The, at, the, at, the, at the vicinity now. All right. I appreciate your, uh, your, your talking to us. Uh, that is uh, Captain Makubele, who is a spokesperson of the Houting Police. Uh, we'll, we'll get more information. As, I, as he's saying, um, IPIR is on the ground looking for, for answers. And so we will also try and get to the bottom of the story. We do have a Treasurer General at WITS um, uh, SRC, Kanakana um, Mazanani, who is on the line, I believe, at the moment. I'm not sure if Kanakana is on the scene, but uh, Kanakana is on the line. Good afternoon, Kanakana. Good afternoon, Kumela, to you and your listeners, and thank you for inviting us. And I must state it, yes, I am at the scene uh, unlike Mr. Makubela, and unfortunately, he himself does not even know that the police have fled the scene. Tell me, Kanakana, where exactly are you at the moment? I'm seeing that there's movement of students around the, the area, but I'm not sure where you guys are now. We are in Bramfontein. Yes, I'm saying uh, we're in Bramfontein. DBS Street, Bramfontein. You're in DBS Street. at the crime scene. You're at the crime scene. Kana, yes. Kana, were you there when the incident took place? Yes. So I must state it categorically that in the morning, the SRC, which I am a part of, mm-hmm. was having a peaceful demonstration at Bramfontein. 
and uh, policemen arrived from, I would like to believe, Empire Road moved towards where we were demonstrating. And as soon as they arrived, they did not ne- negotiate with anyone. They did not ask any questions. What they did was just to shoot. That's all they did. And they unleashed stun grenades. And the problem is that even people who were not demonstrating, people who were freely walking around Bramfontein were casualties of the shootout. So uh, I, I must confidently say that at the moment, the SRC is speaking with lawyers and we are planning on making an urgent application against the Minister of Police, against the state and against the policemen for not following due processes in terms of uh, disbanding the crowd that was there. And what even makes us angry at this point in time is that the shooting that happened at DBS Street, where we now have a fatality, occurred when people had actually dispersed from their initial uh, point of demonstration. How close were you to the actual incident when the deceased uh, was shot? I can confidently say that I was not five meters away from the incident. Mm-hmm. I am an eyewitness myself. We were having a conversation with IPID. But not only should I state that I am an eyewitness, but I, 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 I can confidently say to South Africa, to Mr. Makubele as well, that we have a video footage of the incident that happened. Even the, inci- the, the footage that is now circulating on social media, you can see the scars from the person's body that it is clear that the person is injured as a result of uh, a rubber bullet. Gonna, gonna take us through it. You're saying you're an eyewitness. What did you see? Well, what I saw initially, there was a demonstration uh, at Jansmat by the SRC and students. Then the police arrived. When the police arrived, they did not communicate with anyone. They threw stun grenades. They started shooting rubber bullets. Then people dispersed to various areas across Bramfontein. Then the police followed people to where they were trying to seek refuge and they were shooting. Then, unfortunately, they found someone with a bag, and that civilian looked as if they they, they are a student, either in one of the colleges or at that university itself. Then they decided to open fire to that person at close range, I must say, which is why we have this fatality. I'm going to ask you to pause there as we go to the news for more on this particular story. Now, we'll be back with more on this. It's 2 o'clock. Let me go to Utsila Saku for the latest in SABC News. Life happens with Pinelo Mutine. Pinelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Um, uh, I'm listening to your interview with this man called Captain Makubela, and I see how he's trying to run away with the information as far as who killed the student is concerned. I, 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 I think the SAPS at, at its entirety is continuing to prove to us that it is actually anti-black. It is actually anti-black and is taking us backward. And as the students, it's going, it's going to be so unfortunate for us to fight against it, to wage a war strictly against the the SAPS before we can come to the system of education at large. Because we we, we can't have the police ready to kill us once we demand our rights to free education. No, this is Pashio from Limpopo in Rasukukune.
Hi, Pamela, good afternoon. My name is Brandon and uh, I'm very disappointed in the uh, spokesperson for the police. The spokesperson is not saying anything. I don't know, is there a problem with understanding uh, each other between the two of you because he is struggling to understand your questions. As a spokesperson, he is supposed to be able to explain to you in detail what happened, but the spokesperson needs you to push him to answer you. I don't know, I'm very disappointed. And also, I don't believe the SRC person who uh, was speaking, saying that uh, they were demonstrating peacefully and the police just came and opened fire. I don't believe him. Thank you. All right, so we, we do still have the SRC person here, Kanaka Nama Mutanani, who is a Treasury General at Vitz, uh, SRC. Uh, he says he's still also on the scene as we speak. Kanaka, thank you again for, for your patience and for staying with us on this line. Um, you've heard some of the voice notes. Uh, they're contesting whether you were really, truly peaceful in your protest. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, firstly, I think I have the responsibility to concur with the first speaker. There seems to be, you know, a direct attack to black people who are protesting for, for what is just and for what is right at all times. And I say this because you would know that uh, as a country, we are from an unprecedented incident in Senegal where a group of white settlers congregated and upon congregation, they were violent in their demonstration. Not even a single rubber bullet was fired. No stun grenade was made. So much so that what they did was anarchic but nothing was done to attack them. Now you've got a group of black people merely disrupting traffic in Bramfontein in a peaceful nature, so much so that motorists themselves are saying, okay, we understand this is a just cause. As much as we have to go to work, we will reroute and take another route. We support your demonstration. How, the how, how arrived on the scene. How, how, walk with me so that we can take this together. Yeah. How, were, how were you disrupting traffic? Uh, so we had uh, blocked the road. We were singing in the road, mm-hmm. and uh, that is how we were demonstrating. Okay. And and there was no scuffle. There was nothing you've burnt. There was no property that you damaged. There was no property that we damaged. I must make that clear. And uh, the SRC uh, was working well with uh, the metro, the JMPD in the city. They were there with us as we were protesting, and they were actually redirecting traffic with us. We were helping them do that in a peaceful nature uh, up until obviously so much so and i must say this so much so that they were actually of a different view uh in saying that the saps must actually come and obviously take part in dispersing us they were not of that view and uh, unfortunately um things just took the other side had you gotten permission to protest kanakana no we don't have permission to protest you would know that the constitution allows us to demonstrate in a nature which is peaceful in a nature which is not violent and uh, the src in adhering to the law and respecting the law you would understand that we've been raising this crisis since, since december but we had to wait for the president to announce as per lockdown regulations under level one to say now peaceful peacefully people can gather and demonstrate so we had to wait for the president to make that pronouncement we are in adherence with COVID regulations and we are simply saying to the system, no one must be excluded from accessing the doors of learning on the basis that they do not have money. And you just take us back. I mean, there are some questions I have for that, for what you've just said now. But let's just yeah. take us back to the incident that you say you witnessed yourself um, of the deceased being shot and, mm. and subsequently succumbing to their injuries. Yeah. Did you see who shot the, this individual? Yes, absolutely. I saw him. In fact, 
I, I, I think about 50 minutes ago, I, I saw him and I, I, I expressed my dissatisfaction and my disgust to what he did. No, no, no. So, so, so t- take us through what you saw. So this individual was coming from where? The reports are saying he was coming from a clinic. What did you see? So when everyone dispersed, right, yes. the police entered into their, I don't want to call it a van, uh-huh. but the big van, they entered into it and they were roaming around trying to see if you were wearing a political party t-shirt, if you were just loitering around. And once, once they started moving around, where they saw a few group of people congregating, whether they were discussing something totally separate or the protest, they opened fire. Mm-hmm. So that is what exactly happened. The police moved from where they were dispersing us to DBS Street, and when they arrived to DBS Street, they they had a conversation with the young man before opening fire. Then so the, the young the young man that's now passed away, they spoke to him. Yes, okay. they spoke to him before opening fire. And where was he? Was he part of the student protesters? No, as the SRC, I, as an SRC member, I can categorically state it that I am not even sure if the civilian who was shot was a vet student. Or not. Okay. So when you're saying they were talking to him, what was that conversation about? Do you know? I, w- I would like to believe that they were probably asking him what he was doing there or where he was going. Okay. And he probably, yes. And, and so continue with what you saw uh, at that point after discussing whatever they were discussing with Af- him. What did you see? After the discussion, they opened fire. They didn't even put a sun grenade. They opened fire at close range. At him? Yes. To, towards him, yes. Okay, and where did that first, um, I am assuming it's a rubber bullet. Can you confirm that? Yes, I, I, I can confirm that it's a rubber bullet. And where, uh, did, they, where did they shoot him at that point? They, they shot him in the chest. That was the only shot that you saw? That was the only shot I saw, and in the head as well. Was but it the, the one I saw was the one in the chest, but I think in the head as well. Okay, did yeah. it look like it was confrontational? Uh, well, the police were confronting the student, yes. So it was confrontational in the sense that the police were confronting the student or the civilian. And did he resist anything at that no. point when you were witnessing what you were witnessing? No, the intention was not to even arrest. Uh, there was just, he didn't even respond to what was being asked, actually, because it was just a matter of a few seconds, then fire was opened. And so what you then saw is that, what, he, he fell to the ground? Was he already on the ground? No, he fell to the ground. He fell to the ground. Yes, he fell to the ground. He was not on the ground. He fell to the ground after mm-hmm. receiving fire. Mm-hmm. And, and what did the police do at that point? Well, I mean, they just got into their truck and they left. Then uh, the emergency vehicle, I don't know what it was here for, but it was nearby. Mm-hmm. And then they attended to the person. They tried bringing him back to life, but unfortunately their efforts uh, were in vain. Okay. Um, thank you for your account. Um, I see that there is movement from the, the visuals we are seeing. Where, where are you guys headed? Well, we are in DBS Street at the moment, but our conversation uh, with the university is one which we have always said we want to have these demonstrations internally. You cannot lock us out of Solomon Mashangu House because that is a prestigious building for us as black students. And we want to congregate there in adherence with COVID regulations in peace so we can have a chat but it is unfortunate that the solomon machangu house is a house which houses the vice chancellor's office as well so he is afraid to meet students he is afraid to have direct contact with the students so much so that such a building which is precious to us is now a building which is inaccessible Mm -hmm. 
talk to me about your your short your short term requests. I know that your 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 list of what it is that you want it yeah. is quite long, and and some of the things that you're looking for uh, are not going to happen today or tomorrow. What what do you want to see happen today? You know, our request is not even uh, you know uh, big. Our request is very very simple. We are saying to the university, you understand that COVID nineteen was obviously a situation which was unprecedented and it affected all of us it affected our livelihood so much so that if i was able to pay for my fees in 2019 in 2020 because of lockdown regulations i was unable to whether because i lost my family breadwinners whether because i lost my bazari whether because my parents lost their jobs and they were unable to pay their fees so we are saying to the university and uwc we see they've heeded the call and we must congratulate them in doing that we are saying open the doors of learning, allow everyone who has not registered for the academic year of 2021 on the basis that they were unable to settle their 2020 fees to register because COVID-19 affected all of us. That is our short-term request to the university. And, and again, I'm asking, what do you want to see happen today? Because you're still out there. What, what do you want to see happen today? I'm told that you guys are calling from, for the minister to speak to you. What is it that you want to see happen today? Well, we have no intention, I must clarify this, we have no intention to listen to the minister okay. because he has clearly demonstrated that uh, he, he will be a communist when it, when it suits his political narrative. The minister was supposed to declare to all institutions of higher learning that everyone has been affected by COVID-19 as much as you have institutional autonomy. We request through University South Africa that everyone who is excluded on the basis that they were unable to pay their fees is registered. An effort which he actually countered because his own government or his own department recommended to the institutions of higher learning that even if we are affected by COVID, they must still increase their fees. So we have no intention to listen to the minister. We have all witnessed there's a country that he has no contribution to make. He must just go. And we are saying to President Ramaphosa, you promised us a new dawn, uh, Minister Nzimande, does not depict the new dawn that we were promised. That is our view as the SRC. Treasurer General at WITS SRC, Kanakana Mutsanani, is the one that we've been listening to now. And uh, as I said, when possible, we'll try and get to our SABC report. I've got to take a break now and I'll come back with some voice notes. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Poor training of the police in this country and the police who are more political instead of being apolitical is going to plunge this country, South Africa, into a turmoil. I think it's the time for retraining and back to basics. KJ. Listening to this guy explaining what happened to that guy who's a civilian or a student? I'm just wondering to myself, this female, that guy, that person who pulled the trigger, how is he sleeping at night when he just killed someone for basically nothing? For fighting for what is in the bill of right, the right to education, if this person was, was a student, how is he going to sleep? What was going to happen if that was his own child? Yo! The South African police are heartless, man. They are heartless. Cease! 
May burn in hell that guy. See. All right, so uh, we're going to leave it there and um, we are definitely going to leave a story here because it will be something that um, Aldrin will pick up on just after three o'clock, especially with our reporter there on the scene. Um, one of you sent an SMS saying, what's the point of me asking whether the police spokesperson is on the scene? It's very important because when you get wit- eyewitness accounts, I, I cannot hold him responsible for something he has not witnessed or for something he's not clear about. So it is very important for me to establish whether he was there. And he was if he was there, there are questions I would have been able to ask him. But since he wasn't there, then it would then therefore be unfair for me to pose certain questions to him. So that's the reason I wanted to establish whether he was on the scene or not. Um, just as we got a witness account from the SRC, Vitz SRC, uh, a secretary, um, it would have been nice to get also another perspective from somebody who was there, um, particularly from the police. He wasn't there. So we can only hope that um, we'll get some report. Uh, he says, I put is there. And so that was the reason I was asking, not because it's important for him to be there, but because it, it directs where I ask and what I can ask him. And so that's the reason I was asking him.